Good evening and welcome to the Drive at Five on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. I'm your host, Roman, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. Don't forget to stay tuned to intellectualradio.com after the Drive at Five for Warriors Talk with Rochelle at 6 p.m. With love and inspiration, she proves throughout the week to give that love that spreads Tuesday through Friday. And then you include Saturday and Sunday, and then she's back for more on Monday. So 6 p.m., Warriors Talk with Rochelle. Tonight, my guest is the state chairman of the, of the Independent Voters of Illinois Independent Precinct Organization, Joseph Michael Carr, on also to, I guess, to his left, is Carlos Guevara. Uh, Am I pronouncing it correctly? Okay, a retiree citizen. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Drive at Five. Welcome, Roman. Thank you. Now, this whole discussion is in regards to the fair tax and the meaning of the fair tax debate. So, Carlos, um, please give intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station your background, um, so the people on intellectualradio.com knows who you are. Sure. So I'm a, a Chicago Park District retiree. Um, been retired for 19 years. I've uh, been in the city for many, many years. I got here in 1953. Grew up uh, a very poor young man. Still poor, of course, you know. But uh, uh, feeling that. Uh, Worked very well within the community. I'm a community organizer. I used to work with communities. Still do in many ways. Uh, involved with some political uh, arenas. And uh, at the same time, I'm married with uh, with eight children. Wow, quite busy, Carlos. Yeah. No television. <laughs> <laughs> and we have um, the chairman um, who was here with us last week. And now um, we're going to dig right in to it. Here's the textbook version of the fair tax definition according to the moneyzine.com. It states the term fair tax refers to a proposal that would replace all federal income taxes with a single consumption tax. A fair tax would apply only once to the point of consumption and the proposed rate is 23% in the first year of the plan. A fair tax is a proposed solution to the existing system of the federal taxes in the United States. The fair tax would eliminate federal income taxes, FICA, payroll taxes, Medicare, and Social Security. The alternative maximum minimum tax, I'm sorry, estate and gift taxes as well as capital gains. The fair tax is a consumption tax and would apply on all goods and services purchased. And while the tax rate of 23% sounds high, the taxpayers' take-home pay would be much greater since federal taxes and payroll taxes would not have been, I mean, would not be removed from their paycheck. Now, supporters of the fair tax claim it would be more effective to tax the wealthy individuals, increase savings, as well as investment, 
thereby increasing economic growth too. Opponents of the fair tax claim it would decrease taxes for wealthy individuals and shift the burden to the middle class. Opponents also point out the logistic problem associated with collecting the tax and the likelihood it will lead to an increase in tax evasion scheme. That's the textbook version of it. So I pivot to you in your own words to find fair taxes. Okay, well, Roman, uh, first of all, I want to give a little bit of background on uh, myself. Not only am I the state chairman of the Independent Voters of Illinois Independent Precinct Organization, but I've been a, an accountant for 30 years, uh, 10 of those years as a banker as well. The definition that you gave uh, for fair tax is under the IRS tax code, and we're discussing the fair tax amendment, which is uh, about Illinois' tax code. So there are two separate issues right here. First of all, um, the fair tax amendment, that's on the ballot for tomorrow. Uh, the second is the schedule for how those taxes would be levied. That's not until January of next year. So first we have to amend the Constitution first, and that would be through the election on the amendment. Okay. Your definition of it's fair tax? The same. The same. Uh, we're on the same page with it. Uh, there's a big difference between the federal tax and the state tax. And I think the, the, when we look at um, the fairness across the board, the, when people pay, when people are paying the same amount uh, that these millionaires and billionaires are, 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 are paying, it's just unjustifiable. And at this particular time in, in, in time, we need to make a change in order for this to, to resolve itself. Go ahead. Can I add to that, Carlos? I would like to say also that uh, when you start talking about the fair tax amendment here in Illinois, uh, that's actually just a terminology that's been branded because they want to make sure that people know that it's fair that everyone uh, pays a tax that is equitable. Uh, however, you also hear opponents calling it a tax hike which is actually inaccurate too. Okay, now this is the million dollar question. Why does state government and the opponents, and I only know because you guys are for it, but why they waited so late to explain the fair tax to the voters? Why they waited so late? You want me to go yeah. ahead? Right. I don't think that they waited until it was too late. Uh, there have been a lot of ads on uh, both sides of the aisle uh, discussing the fair tax, whether it's a fair tax amendment or the tax hike. Uh, but this has been going on for maybe about uh, about 45 days. And you're bombarded with these different messages uh, in commercials. And I have to be honest, I said it last week, that some of those commercials that are being used by the opponents are just flat out lies. They're not truthful at all. And they're using minorities uh, as kind of a crutch to make them think that this tax amendment is going to hurt them. And I think that that's sad. Okay, then why? You know, they spent millions and millions of dollars on ads, on other radio stations, and and stuff, why not appeal to the black radio stations to 
to kind of like properly explain the fair tax? You know, Roman, I can tell you that uh, maybe the, the, the approach maybe was not the correct way of doing it. But understand this is that when you're in a tight situation, there's no money. You have to go with the lowest, correct? Now, that doesn't mean that the black talk stations will not give the time. They just, I don't know what the facts are, but 45 days out, uh, they started doing this. The millionaires and billionaires spent $46 million, have dished out $46 million they, to fight this, okay? That money could have been saved to do other 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 things here. So um, to to say that uh, one group uh, that one group is being left out, I don't know the facts to that. Now, if you could give us numbers, that's great. But it, it when you go on the when you go on the air, you get more people on television than what you do on the radio, and they're gonna they're gonna flash it on a regular basis, and they're gonna show the faces of the people. And they're going to show both sides. And then you're confused because one is telling the truth and the other one's telling a lie. And as you continue to build on that lie, you continue to build confusion. So what is the lie, Carlos? What is the lie that, that's frequently being told to the, to the average voter? Well, the gradual taxation, okay, it just didn't start yesterday. It didn't start uh, today. It started a while. And, and back in 1970, when this was first started, okay, uh, the legislation did pass with a no gradual tax uh, tax increase on tonight. They were at nine nine point something at one time. When they passed that, they brought it down to six three, I think it was. Okay, today, if you look at the gradual taxation, if you look at the the scales, you go from 4.75 to the low income, to your billionaires that will have to pay $7.95. There's a big difference there in numbers. We don't have, as poor people, we don't have the money that they do that they can keep in the bank and continue to build, multiply on what they have. We work hard, and what little pennies we have, we have to put it on our children, on our homes, our insurances, and our cars. These folks live on the interest. So it should be, though they work hard for their money and have their schemes set up, we have to understand, too, if they make that much money, we also need to have them pay a higher tax. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, I would like to um, continue Carlos's thought as well, because uh, what a lot of people don't know is that in the United States, there are 41 states that levy income tax. Uh, 32 of those states use a graduated tax system. Nine of those states, Illinois being included, use a flat tax. And actually, when you look at it statistically, the states that are using the graduated tax are performing better because they have more disposable income from their tax system than the nine states that aren't. Okay. Pretend like I'm in third grade. All right, Carlos and <laughs> Joseph. Sure. Okay, you're spitting out gradual taxes, right? Graduated taxes. What does that mean? Why should we be focused on gradual taxes and tax hike, the confusion of the tax hike, um, 
And is it a play on words? What What is it? So explain, pretend I'm in third grade and I'm listening to intellectual radio. I don't know what the heck you just said. So help me understand it. All right. Uh, first of all, I think the the root of the problem is there are fundamentally two ideologies about what the tax system is supposed to serve. Um, liberals, Democrats, however you want to phrase them, they believe that the government is for the people to help the people and assist the people. So the money that's levied for taxes goes to governmental services, for schools, for public safety, for, uh, for uh, hospitals, all of these different type of uh, subjects. Then, ideologically, uh, Republicans or conservatives, however you want to phrase them, they consider that business should take care of all of the means. The free market should rank. So the government should be smaller. So it doesn't have the same burden to take care of the citizens. So how taxes were actually created, and we know this because the country was founded on the <coughs> pilgrims leaving uh, Europe to come to the United States to get away from taxation. Uh, they didn't want to have to pay taxes to the king. Whereas now we're in this uh, kind of conundrum we're experiencing the same uh, problems with taxes that uh, our founders had when they came over here. Uh, but without taxes, our country would wither on a vine and die. So the basic essence of uh, the tax system, from being told to a three-year-old, is we want to take money that you earn, this is personal taxes, we want to take money that you earn to help our government run. And provide services with the money that you're providing. Uh, you know, each year, services get ex more expensive. Uh, people are asking for higher, uh, higher wages. Uh, materials are higher. So as, um, as we continue to evolve, with this taxation, we also have to look at the growth and the in the expenditures that are growing. And uh, as a third grader, I would say to you, Roman, this is whatever money you have, there's two ways of doing it. Once you pay your taxes, take some of that money, put it aside so you can save and spend on a rainy day, and then put some money in your pocket, Roman, and buy what you want to buy. Later down the line, if you run out of money, you're going to get something from the state. If it's un unemployment, if it's uh, uh, was it uh, re your retirement, okay, Social Security, uh, these are things that that it, it all goes for. I mean, so remember, there's always a good thing that can come out of this, as long as you have leaders that are able to spend it correctly, you and know, you're watching you, them, and you're you, wa no, no, let me finish, let me finish. And you keep them unchecked. And we have the power, Roman. We are the people that actually put them in power. And see, there lies the difficulty with the ideological viewpoint of uh, government doesn't know how to take care of its people. And that is the root of this debate. The, the, the whole debate 
revolves around the fact that, well, I know how best to spend my money. The government doesn't. And that's fundamentally what's the, what's the argument. So um, the millionaires and billionaires that are uh, supporting uh, <clears throat> the not voting for the fair tax uh, or the tax hike, that's what they're supporting, not voting for this tax hike. But when you look at it, to me, when you wait for an explanation from Springfield, something is hiding there. It just seems like they're hiding something. When you're hiding something, you're going to take your time. You're going to wait till the last minute. Just like a football game, the quarterback, the other team is winning, the quarterback, DDD, la-da-da-da-da, late to time, tick, 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 45 days, you're bum-rushed them, and you're like, let's see how it goes. Springfield is hiding something, and they know to hide something. You talk about leadership talk, I mean, uh, Carlos, and I'm sorry about that, uh, Carlos, and when you're talking about leadership, we don't have a good history with leadership down in Springfield. So why should we get them a blank check? You're not giving them a blank check. Yeah. You so, are. So, so here, so, so here, Roman, let's 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 start this way. We are the people and we are empowered. We put them in and we can replace. At the same time, we have very, a very, very educated society nowadays. If people take time to read what is being put out there by pieces, they could see that this gradual tax is a benefit for them. It's not hurting them at all. Now, so who would benefit for the fair tax the most? Who would benefit from it? I think everyone that is truly making under $250,000 per year will benefit from it. So that's, uh, the statistics are 97% of Illinoisans would benefit from that. That's the facts. Yeah. And yeah, don't forget too is um, when you when you look at the gradual taxation here and uh, you think about the additional money that will come to offset the the deficit the, the deficit that we're in right now. And so Roman, you're completely right. We've had we've had leaders that have not been very good to the state. But they're no longer there. And so we need to move forward. <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? No, no. We now, have, we've had. A lot I of, mean, we've had. On, a we've they're had no a, longer there. We have a change. We have. We've had a change in administration. They're trying to get one, and that's the speaker of the house. So we're not. We're not singling out one individual here. I, I know, but but when you say there, there's no changing of the guard there. Well, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Roman. Again, there, this is a due process that people have to go through. And I think people are speaking up nowadays, especially the legislators are speaking up a little bit more. So control. Now, I will say this. Um, if the fair tax amendment is um, voted in with 60% and the schedule uh, is enacted on January 1st, 2021, within that first year, uh, we would have been able to uh, take in $3.8 billion from the fair tax. However, uh, in this COVID world, 
which is a different world, which has a huge impact on local budgets, the state budget, and even the federal government budget. Uh, even at the, the worst, with enacting the Fair Tax Amendment and the new schedule, you are probably looking at somewhere around $2.2 billion infused into the, the economy. This is a reminder, and there's some conversation, so I'm gonna ask you both this question. Remember I said, why should we trust Springfield with taxes? They are the ones that messed up the lottery system. <laughs> lottery will play, will pay the education. We don't have to worry. 100% goes to education. Why should we trust them now? It's kind of like your 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 girlfriend saying, trust me with your checkbook. Trust, trust, trust me. You know, we I know how to balance the budget, and you look and you're like, well, they're paying a lot of money, so we can use like 10% of this to go to this, and 10% to go to that to go to this, and 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 20% to go to this. And education is like, what the you see what I'm saying? So the fair tax, let's say a lot of money goes into it, and then here comes legislators such and such. Well, we got this much money. I'm gonna take this one out to go to here to balance the budget. Well, I think first of all, uh, yes, there was some problems with the lottery, but uh, you're not changing. The lottery was not designed to uh, take uh, receive money from the, the tax structure. Uh, the lottery was a, a, a shell game, you know, uh, and that's back in the day, it used to be called uh, numbers racket. So uh, I'll say that, you know, taxes are a little bit different, I should hope, but um, taxes, uh, basically you, you have two things when you're dealing with taxes. You have your tax burden and your tax rate. So your tax burden is the a uh, percentage that a person's personal income is going to pay for the taxes for governmental services. Uh, right now, Illinois is ninth in the country, uh, hovering around somewhere around 9%. And um, your tax rate, uh, that varies from state to state. So there's a little bit more structure involved than what we had with the lottery, first of all. Uh, and just constitutionally, there's more uh, bite. You can, you know, it's the Constitution of the Illinois Republic. So uh, it's not going to be like some program, like the lottery that they created to to fund education. Uh, but this is actually a, a tax-based uh, constitutional effort. So Carlos, what he said, just like a legislative answer, you're. You're you're the average Joe. You're a retiree. You the the backbone of society here. What did he say? Did he convince you that that you know the we trust them with the lottery system? Why should we trust them with the fair tax? Was his explanation good? With the lottery, sure it was. Uh, with the lottery, because uh, the way it was set up, uh, how it grew, uh, and went uh, when they. And they merge with other states in order to to uh, wind it up even more than what it was. The original the original uh, 
The original was just, what is it, pick three, pick four, and lotto. And then came Mega that united some states from the Midwest. And then came Powerball that went nationwide. Yeah, he, he, he's explained it completely right. Um, that was set, and, and was it mismanaged? I don't know if it was mismanaged because I don't know the numbers behind it, but I can tell you this. If you look at um, the gradual tax, okay, and if you're asking me about the gradual tax, I can tell you so there's an accountability. There has to be an accountability right now. Everything is in black and white, and this is what they're putting out. But in order if, for if, in if, order if, for if you, us, you, wait, wait, wait. If you say you use the word accountability, accountability. Okay, okay. Right now, I don't see no accountability. I think we just made some changes in the in the way the political system was. Okay, for uh, what for eight years or for four years, we had we didn't have a budget, which continued to drag us in to death even more. Okay. Roland, we had to make a change. It's like we have to make a change from the nationwide, okay, how we're running our system. The system, if it's not changed, will continue to go downwards. I think the change with uh, with this new governor coming up with some new ideas and, and, and implementing those ideas. Remember something, he falls within that category of millionaires and billionaires. <coughs> he falls in with that, and he's pushing it. He's pushing it. He's not saying, do what I'm telling you to do, not don't do what I'm telling you to do. No. He's actually taking a hit on it too. Okay? Him and his family and many of the other people that, that he runs with. But now, Roland, understand this. We are never going to go forward if we can't take that step. We have done we've mistrusted people, but we have to could have to learn to trust people. And start learning how to work together in order to make things better. If I'm listening on the radio and I'm hearing Carlos saying this, and I'm like, okay, it sounds like a Bernie Sanders speech. The millionaires and the billionaires. The oligopoly, the monopoly. He can afford, meaning the governor, Governor Pritzker, can afford to take a big loss. I can't. My little check can make... A worm smile, cause it's nothing there. So, if 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 I'm listening to, let's say, the Bernie Sanders, who's basically saying the millionaires, the trillionaires, and the oligopoly and the monopoly, why all of a sudden we should be in unison with this fair tax, and we have millionaires and billionaires here in the state of Illinois and basically they're kind of silent. They're you only got one. That's not true. They're, they're not silent. <laughs> That's not true. At they're all. not silent because forty six million dollars have been dished out to fight what we're trying to what we're talking but about the today. Talk, they're not no 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 no. No. That's not they true. Are. They're they're putting that money into people's hands to talk against it rather than work to make it better. That's true. That's true. That is very true. Uh, the opposition to the uh, fair tax amendment has uh, pumped in about fifty-six million dollars as of last Friday, and um, I'm not mentioning any names. But uh, the funny thing about it is, on the way over here, I was listening to a uh, a radio podcast, 
that there are only 20 billionaires in the state of Illinois, and 12 of those billionaires' last name was Pritzker. <laughs> so that whole family is supporting this endeavor. And the rest are Ricketts, right? <laughs> I'm making any comment. But I will say this, because this seems like there was a, a concern that you had, Roman. Um, I wouldn't worry about your taxes going up unless you were making over $250,000. That's the bottom line. That's the core issue. That's the message right here. The message is, if you're making over $250,000, your taxes are going to go up under this new schedule. If you're not, but you're very strong likelihood, either they'll stay the same or they'll be lowered. Carlos, let's say I'm an entrepreneur and and you know, let's say you're a retiree, somebody is about to retire. They're looking and they're saying, oh, I can go to Miami. I can go to this, I can travel. And then here's this fair tax thing, okay. I'm inching my way up to the six figures. Now it's gonna it's gonna hurt me. You say? Roman, I'm uh, I'm in the six figures. Okay. I am in six figures. I'm not as high as uh the two fifty, but I can tell you this. I, if I have to pay my fair fair share of taxes in order to support what we have to do here in this state, I'm there. I'm there. You know what the schedule that they have set Okay, where it goes from 475, uh, 490, and then 495. Now, this is broken down. Is it up, each year each, or each, is it? Every year you you have your taxes are set. These these are set now. Okay, they're set. You, you're, not, you're not floating. You're, this is the fear that people have, and this is the fear that these individuals have put out there. When I see a retired person, get up there and say, I'm retired from my from, from here and I'm fearful they're gonna tax my they're gonna tax my retirement. You can't. You cannot tax your your retirement pension. The state cannot. It's the law. That has that has not changed. That is not in this at all. Now you take your federal government, your federal government will take you to the bank, and if you don't pay your taxes, not like our president, They'll come and get you and throw you in jail. Okay? Now, take this. We have to understand the process, and we have to understand the method on how it's being done. It is pretty well explained. People just need to listen. Stop listening to the negative portion of it. Start listening to what is being presented to you. But again, um, and, and, and I'll let you um, come in. Again, you're saying, listen to what is presented. What is presented to us is these ads. What is presented to us is for and against. Hi, my name is such and such. I'm a small business owner. Oh, man, if that flat tax hit, that's going to hurt me. Oh, man, if I'm a small business person, if we go for that flat tax, it's going to make me smile. I mean, it's confusing. So you're saying, how can we decipher what is right, what is wrong, Who's who? What's what? Who's Waldo in this? Where can we find Waldo in this? One is. Go ahead. Go ahead. You Actually, got a better answer? Uh, no. I'm, I'm, I don't know what your answer was going to be. Go but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, where is Waldo in this? 
people don't want to educate themselves many times because I've actually read the bill. And uh, the because it's an amendment, so there are three things I want to just address that I've heard in the discussion. First of all, the IRS is the biggest graduated tax system in the country. You know, I'm not even talking about the states, but the IRS uses the graduated tax system. Number two, uh, the reason that you probably haven't heard about uh, the fair tax amendment or the uh, tax hike as far as ads, uh, campaign finance laws is only so many days out they can put ads on television or in the radio regarding the amendment that's coming up on the November 3rd election. Uh, number three, <coughs> forgot the third one. Uh, number three uh, had to do with the fact that um, something that you recently said, Carlos, and you were talking about, uh, well, we were talking about educating people. And uh, I got the bill, and everyone who's a registered voter can read the bill. There's, there's no secret. It's not like uh, disguised someplace. It's not like. But I, what, what, and, and let me push back. Okay. We're bombarded with COVID on CNN. We're bombarded on, with COVID on CNBC. We're it, COVID on MSNBC, Channel 5, Channel 2, um, 32, Channel whatever, even intellectual radio. It's COVID, COVID, COVID. Nothing about fair tax. So if I want to be informed about this, nobody didn't say, okay, here's a little snippet on Channel 9. Here's a little snippet. Of, oh, I disagree. How, how, I, I have to push back I, on you on that because I've well, been on several different... To, to read thoroughly. Well, actually, it's part... You should have received it in the mail. You know? Uh, I've received mine in the mail. I did too. Yeah. You, you get the bill in the mail because it's going to be on the uh, ballot. So you're supposed to have received it in the mail. And if you didn't, you can actually go out there and there's copies of the bill on the websites, different websites, plenty of different websites. So there's a there's a certain burden of, on the voter that they should educate themselves before going to the polls. And I know COVID, and believe me, I'm COVID compromised being a cancer survivor. So I'm totally, I totally get it. Numbers are going up, and you don't think about things like the fair tax amendment. But you know, when COVID is gone, those these are the things that you voted on over the next four years that are going to impact your life directly. But if people don't understand, they're going to vote no, or I'm just going to skip it. Well, there's always going to be people that are going to skip it. You know, uh, that's just like going down the ballot. There are going to be people that you're not going to vote for. So I don't know if that's a good argument. But I will say that you have to make sure that you educate yourself on what's happening with your life, what your family's life is going through. So, And, and, and to add to that is that uh, talk about the educational piece. The Internet is on your phone. And we're on that phone what, 45% of our life, okay? We travel on the train, we travel on the bus. What are you, what are you looking at? You're looking at the internet. Uh, you're talking about uh, the advertising portions of it, positives and negatives. It's out there. Anybody who's got an inquiry mind, 
will go and look to see who's telling the truth and who's telling the lie. And, and I so, encourage that. Yeah. And yeah. and so and so when you when you look at the whole perspective, the whole scope of this, Roman, this is a benefit for us. Uh, right now, this is a, a chance for us to move forward and make a change and have the resources that we need in order to make ends meet. Right now, it's not. Uh, the COVID, 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 you're completely right. But that sounds like something one of our elected officials, nationwide, uh, uh, national-wise, talks about all the time. He created the problem sometimes. And he says, COVID, 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 that's all that people talk about. Yeah, we have to talk about COVID. But we also have to talk about what's here in Illinois. What is good for Illinois? This is good for Illinois. If passed, farmers and 50% of small businesses would be affected by this. If I am a small business owner and I am ready, already taxed up to the wazoo, to the ceiling, how can I get a profit out of this? Well, that, first, first that of all, that would be the main question of a small business owner. It really depends on their uh, corporate structure because, as we've said this entire interview, this is about personal taxes, not about business taxes. <clears throat> but, but can I push back a little bit? Let's say I'm starting out, and let's say I am a sole proprietor. How would that affect me? Well, you will be affected by this, especially if you're making over $250,000. And I think the word sole proprietor, and, and if, you're, if you're a corporation or an enterprise, you have expenditures. You're going to have employees. You're going to put that money right back in there, right? You're not. You you make a certain amount of money, but you're also putting it in. It's your net, the net that you're going to get. But but you also said, what about the money for me? What about me? <laughs> I like mean, it. I want to go to to shake my groove thing at um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if it takes if it takes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to shake your groove, you're in trouble. I, I actually got the vision of him shaking his groove thing that made me laugh. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? It, it's understood. But again, you know, um, the way you live and the way you the way you run your business are, are two different things here. Um, you're talking about. I, I think this young man had mentioned strongly about the. <laughs> the net, the net. What are you taking home, right? What is what is it that you're making at the very end? Of the, what are you what are you dishing out? Here's an accountant. He could tell you point by point what has to happen here. They need to maybe look for a good accountant and start working a little better, a little smarter. The, fundamentally, it's that same argument that I, I heard at the very beginning. It's you know, um, to me, it boils down to ethics. You know, is it fair? for someone who doesn't have to pay the same amount of money as someone who has a great deal. Period? Period. Well, according to Research Group, that if people of Illinois would vote yes to the fair tax, black businesses as well as job losses will hit the black community the hardest. Why the fair tax will hit the black community the hardest? That's what it was said, according to the research group. Well, I first of all look at research groups and polls because uh, 
you know, I learned from working on my doctorate that you can use those and manipulate the numbers to drive whatever point you're trying to make home home. Uh, I'm just telling you from the numbers point of view that it does not impact the black and brown communities like that research poll is telling us that it does. Uh, when you start talking about flight in Chicago and Illinois, I know that one of the arguments is that uh, the billionaires will pick up and they'll, they'll leave uh, the state of Illinois. Chances are they have two or three different homes in various places anyway. So uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good argument. The money that they're, uh, their disposable income, they don't necessarily are putting it into the Illinois economy. It's the people that are the first line responders, uh, the people that drive the buses, the people that work as uh, grocery store clerks. Those are the people that are really impacting uh, the economy and those are the ones that need a tax break. And that's the facts. As you mentioned, the first responders, we need to take care of our first responders. We need to have money to pay for that too. They do need that money to come across, to live with. They put their lives on the line every single day, especially with this COVID situation. Carlos, you mentioned um, a rainy day fund. Why not have just a rainy day fund in, in the state of Illinois? Why not have that to, to kind of like counter what may happen instead of like a flat tax? I don't think government works like that, uh, Rome. At all, uh, I mean, do we have do we have do we have pull on, do we have reserves? I think our reserves are through the stocks that uh, and, and the that we buy. Am I correct to say mm. how we invest? That's our rainy day. Okay, your rainy day is how you take money on a regular basis from your paycheck. Either you run it over to the or to the bank and put it in a savings account, or you take it to home and put it on in your pillow and save it until you're ready to to spend it. But again, uh, there is there is a rainy day. That's through the stocks that and, and, and that they that they have. Now I'm going to throw something in here, Roman, just just for for grins. Um, I was on a fair tax debate uh, Zoom conference uh, meeting um, this past Saturday, and uh, one of the libertarians that was on the Zoom argued that the same result could come from providing tax credits opposed to changing the constitutional and with this amendment. And <clears throat> fundamentally, he was correct um, because you could use tax credits. The tax credits would be huge, you know, provided to, to billionaires and millionaires. The, the, those tax credits would be huge uh, but fundamentally, uh, he was correct. So uh, I wanted to throw that out there just because a lot of people don't know that. And uh, I thought it was good to hear of a contradicting reason for not having the fair tax that was based on fact and tax law. So I did want to say that. How would the fair tax benefit the black community? A lot of people say, well, you know what, how it's going to hurt the black community. 
how it's going to benefit. So let's talk about the benefits. What is the beneficial um, in the black community? Let's say I want to open up something in the black community. How would the flat tax, what, what would be the great benefit? Uh, the biggest benefit for us being black folks, I would say, would be disposable income. Uh, disposable income is what drives an economy. And if people are paying less money in their taxes, that affords them to purchase more items and be able to even invest in different uh, products, uh, interest-bearing products, uh, which they could actually benefit from in the long term. And the investment that they put into it, uh, you know, materials, uh, property. So the disposable income goes into also generating additional taxes, correct, with uh, through other taxes. Um, they also get funding when they do the renting, uh, there is funds that they get. So the disposable income is a very important one. Now, Roman, the, our communities, our black and brown communities have suffered for many years. That's the facts. But it's time for us to get up, unite, unite, and walk across whatever it is across the state and make the point that we're here. We're not going away. We are citizens. We are, we are the people that drive the economy. We bring in billions and billions of dollars with our expenditures every year. We're not seen like that every year, okay? You mentioned, you, you talked a little bit about um, uh, what drives it. In last year when um, the federal government, when they changed the tax code, okay? You said last year. So was it last year or the year before, whenever it was that uh, this president changed it. Okay. I could tell you. Can you be a little bit more specific just in case? So, to so okay, over. so here. We were given a $12,000 first-time, one-time deal because we were going to get a break of $12,000. Many people chomped on that. They loved it. The following year, the following year, you didn't see that money. You didn't see any $12,000. As a matter of fact, God bless you. Matter of fact, you, you, saw, more, you less, saw less money come back from the federal government than what you put in. With this gradual tax, at least you have something moving forward. And it's sit there, it's stable. Federal government, they go up and down. It, it, just like you had mentioned, it's a gra they gradual. They are, they're all over the place. At this particular time, we need to go and do our, our duty. We need to pass this tax. We need to pass it. Carlos, if I am a senior. We talked a little bit about this. How would the fair tax affect me? How will it affect me? Some people say Social Security. Earlier you add on to that. It will not tax your Social Security. How will it affect the benefit or will it hurt the seniors? It will benefit the seniors. It's not, not going to hurt. It's, well, you're going to pay less taxes on this thing. You're going to be in a bracket. That you're not you're not paying the same as a billionaire or a millionaire. You're at four point five four point seven five. Depends on what bracket you're in. Are you married? Are you single? That's that's going to play a key role here too. Are you both collecting? If you're on Social Security, 
if you're on Social Security, let me tell you something. You're struggling. Struggling. My Social Security check, it's, it's I worked all my life to get a Social Security check. And when they told me, hey, you got a pension, I, I got to cut yours in half. Or I got to cut yours in three quarters. That's a shame. They should pay that money back. But you know what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. How is it going to benefit? It'll it'll stable their lives a little better. It'll give them stability, which is the most important thing here. Our seniors need it. You know, just briefly about pensions, I think that uh, the way that uh, Illinois has managed pensions or mismanaged pensions over the years, I think that it uh, gives us a, a further problem with uh, people trusting uh, the government here in Illinois. And, uh, but that's the issue. Trust. I, I get that. And that's trust. One of our, Come on. Uh, I mean, it's like, I, it's, it's, it's a big word in Illinois, the word trust. Yeah. Trust. Well, that's the, that's when the, you uh, hear Carol Marine, NBC5 investigation team, Channel 9 investigating team, you know, and you, you hear state legislators getting caught up. Yeah. Well, trust is the elephant in the room. You know, let's call it what it is. It's uh, we have seen unethical behavior uh, from both sides of the aisle, down in Springfield and City Hall, uh, and at the county. And uh, we have to make sure that uh, we make sure that we hold our elected officials accountable. You know, that's the entire purpose of the independent voters of Illinois, that we believe in electing individuals who are going to support good government through accountability and transparency. Yes, there are people that are still in office that shouldn't be there. We have to vote them out. Joseph, if I am a homeowner, I'm already tapped out with taxes. I do believe the wealthy should pay their fair share. I do believe that but not at my expense because I'm tapped out. I mean, what more? It's kind of like the old school saying that you can't squeeze juice out of a turnip, whatever my mom used to say. But, 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 but you, that's smart, that's smart mom. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So the homeowners, how would the fair tax hurt or benefit the homeowners, they're tapped out. They're paying, you know, state, local, county, this, that, and the other. Well, I, I go right back to the talking point. Unless that homeowner is making more than $250,000 a year, it should not impact them. They're going to find a way. Uh, and that's... Your belief, and I think that uh, a lot of people on the right side of this argument have that same belief. Uh, there's this overall uh, mistrust of government right now. And you and I talked about this last week when I was telling you it was difficult to get my sons to vote because they don't trust government don't anymore. Don't get me started for that. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, and it's pretty much the same argument that you don't trust how your money is going to be spent. You know, because it's better in your pocket 
than in Springfield's pocket or in some lobbyist pocket. So you don't want to give your money because you don't know exactly how it's going to be spent. But there comes a point where you have to say, this is ethical because there are so many services that need to be provided right now to make Illinois go, just, just run at a basic level. I'm not talking about any frills, but just at a basic level, we have a deficit that we can't meet, and this will help plug that deficit. So these are just facts that need to be addressed, that we need to find solutions. I always get on uh, people but that- But some people blame Michael Mankiff for that. For that. But some people, it's kind of like he's been in there for so long. I know you can't pinpoint or, or finger somebody, but on the Drive at Five, we, we try our best to, you know, do our best to whatever people say uh, to keep it real. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, it's like every single time there's a tax, a tax hike, there's, there's this, there's that, we're taxed out. And, and people are leaving the state of Illinois and they're going to Houston. Once again, you keep referring to it as a tax hike. I think that the terminology needs to be changed because you're using talking points on the right by calling it a tax hike. So ultimately, you're saying that you don't believe that it's fair. And you don't believe that it's fair that individuals who make under $250,000 pay the same tax rate as someone that makes over $250,000. So let me let me point out something too is that you continue to say as people continue to leave Illinois, you know we've uh, my understanding is that we have brought in more more corporations to the state of Illinois than what we have lost. Um, a lot of our debt is that how do you attract how do you attract corporations to come here? You definitely have to give them something for them to come here and get those jobs, okay? Good paying jobs. You have to draw them in. The other thing is, we talk about the, the increase in taxes. Well, we've had an issue with tax, uh, with, uh, with not having a budget for years, right? And so we dug ourselves up in a hole. Prior to that, and prior to that, we also had issues with other governors with their taxation. This just didn't start. Roman, this started back, uh, when the Republican governor, Richard Ogilvie, uh, with him and, and Richard Daly got together, okay, and they did what? It says here, it says uh, they needed to establish the first income tax, state's first income tax in, in 1969, just to catch up on all the expenditures that were going on. It continued to roll and roll and roll. If this passes, and we hope it does pass, we're able to invest that money able to invest that money into that debt, into that hole, cover it. And you want to know how you start bringing back the taxes? Let's start paying that debt down. We can start bringing money back to the community and giving it to the people where it belongs. And Joseph, if it doesn't pass tomorrow, then what? Well, we still have a flat tax. Uh, you know, it, basically nothing has changed. Well, uh, the argument still continues. Oh, yeah, the argument has been around since 1971 mm -hmm. uh, with um, Don Clark Nash. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it's been around since 1971. I don't think that it's going anywhere. We have been waiting for uh, a Democratic governor 
that was not afraid to uh, take on this project, that could self-fund because the very strong likelihood is they wouldn't get uh, financial support campaigning, uh, and that's what we got. So uh, if it doesn't pass this term, I don't think that it's going away. And as I said before, uh, out of the 41 states that have an income tax, there are only nine that have a flat tax, Illinois being one of them. So uh, those of the 32 have it right. Okay, gentlemen, um, here's a two-part question. I'm a listener on, I'm getting a hard rap, so I can't debate you guys no more. So <laughs> so quickly, give me, give me um, how they can get a hold of you and contact if they want to talk more about the flat tax. Sure. Um, same information that I gave out last week, uh, Independent Voters of Illinois, Independent Precinct Chapter. Uh, for those of you that know by acronym IVIIPO, uh, you can reach me at um, my um, email address, which is statechairIVIIPO at gmail.com, or feel free to give me a call on my cell phone, 773-633-7933. Thank you. Hello? If I give my cell number, you're going to call me? <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> well, look, I don't, I, I could tell you, I, I, if they, people want to know who I am and where I'm at, if they reach out to you, you can reach out to me and we can exchange it. Okay. Um, I, if I pull out numbers, uh, my telephone number out there, it might go wrong. Okay, no yeah, problem. You know? <laughs> no problem. Can I say one last thing? Sure. Please, if you haven't voted already, vote tomorrow. And. If you haven't voted and the person next to you and the person next, bring somebody with you. Okay. Duly noted. To be continued, I would like to have both of you back. Thank you. We would like to be back. It was, it was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, that's going to do it for us on The Drive at 5 on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio station. Thanks to our executive producer, Earl Winfrey Wanda, who's behind the scenes. You guys have a wonderful week, everyone.